did the loser have to play Tunnel of Death? What no. in the what fucking world? So like the person <laughs> who, who it sounds awful. So like the person who ended up in goal at the end of the game, you'd all form a tunnel down the playground, and he had to run through it, and you kick him. Everyone will kick him as he ran through it. Tunnel of death. <laughs> it's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. The dirty tackle podcast. Welcome to episode seven of the Dirty Tackle Podcast. I am still Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com. And I'm still here with my two co-hosts, Ryan Bailey and Theo Messi. Ryan, let's start with you. How are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? I'm terribly well, Brooks. Thank you so much for asking. Today, I'm wearing my What's the Story Morning Glory t-shirt, not just in recognition of my love for Manchester and for Liam Gallagher, who's releasing a new album. He's just put a new video out. It's great. But also, this is a t-shirt I've had since 1996. It's always been in my top four t-shirts. I was going to put it in the trash, but I decided I'm going to give it a two-year contract. I'm going to keep it going for another two years. So that's why I'm wearing this shirt today. (laughs) It probably smells terrible. little Arsene Wenger humor to start off the show. (laughs) I like it. Theo, how are you? What are you wearing? Any Arsene Wenger jokes for us? I'm fantastic. No Arsene Wenger jokes to this point. Um, Come on. I'm wearing a 2011, I believe, Chelsea home kit with... uh, the name Obi McKell on the back, John Obi McKell, one of my favorite servants of the Chelsea Football Club, came into the setup as a highly touted attacking central midfielder. Mourinho was like, nah, nah, son, I'm going to move you to a defensive midfield role. And then ever since, he perfected the art of the square ball, and now he makes tons of cash in the Chinese Super League. So shouts to his journey, one of my favorite players of all time. Theo, which of his three names are on the back of the shirt? He's one of my favorite players who has interchangeable names, like Park Ji Sung Park Ji, Ji Sung Park. Yeah, I think it just says Mikel, but I've heard it be like Mikel Obi, Obi-Wan Mikel, um, etc. I don't think his birth certificate is like, you know, photocopied somewhere, so it's, it's up for debate. Do they give you all three names and let you just switch on whatever you're feeling that day? Yeah, they actually, they mail you a, a heat press and like all the letters. So yeah. um, it looks like an idiot put it on the back because I did. But wow. um, <laughs> it still works, you know, because typically I'm facing front ways and people are looking at me when I'm talking. So it's fine. <laughs> okay, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, I am wearing... Who asked you? Since I'm... Uh, no one asked me, but I'm just telling. I, yeah, I don't know. No, wait. I don't care. I speak. I just I don't wait for people to ask me questions. I just speak. Beast. So I am wearing my Yes Pirlo Yes Party T-shirt because Ooh. I kind of have a I kind of have a Pirlo esque beard situation going you on do. here. So I figured it it all worked. Yeah, Pirlo esque um, in that you have a beard and he has a beard as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the Pirlo aspect of it. Yes, it, yeah. it is. Yes, that's what nice. I was going for. Um, then I'm also wearing my new Adidas Nemesis 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 Ooh. boots. Uh, just wearing them around the house, not actually playing in them, but they sent them to me, so I'm getting my use out of them. Nemesis. And uh, they're really stripy. They're modern. They're nice. I like them a lot. They're cool. They're like a zebra or a zebra, as you like to pronounce them, you crazy Americans. Ah, zebra <laughs> is cool. Zebra sounds like the girl that works at the coffee shop down the street. <laughs> I like it. Cafe latte, please, zebra. Mm. I will call my nemesis <laughs> zebra. How many goals have you scored in those new Adidas boots? Um, I actually haven't worn them out of the house yet. I just wear them. Uh, I cooked dinner in them last night. Ruined the floor, but yeah, it was a good dinner. So I hope you don't have like hardwood floors or anything because they might not be the same. We do, yeah, yeah, we do. But okay, uh, they're they're ruined now. So it sounds like an Under Armour commercial wherever he walks in the house. It's really intense. <laughs> At this point, it's where I reveal that I have worn the boots in a game. I wore them ah, in a league oh. game in the league I play in. Just to boast, I scored two goals, one with the left foot, one with the right foot. And by the way, I called my left foot goals unicorns because they're fucking rare. <laughs> it's just for standing on. But thanks to the Adidas Nemesis Anzaris, I'm all good. That's a strong endorsement. Zebra unicorn. Very nice. Speaking of endorsements, let's move on to Christian Holmes. He is one of our supporters on patreon patreon.com slash dirty tackle you can help us out too but christian holmes now i heard he might be starting for real madrid in the champions league final ah. i heard zidane couldn't decide between isco and and uh gareth bale so he went with christian holmes as the as the final choice nice. um so good luck to him hopefully he can get out there to cardiff in time if he's not already there martin odegaard um, must be gutted that christian holmes has jumped ahead of him in the running over there. <laughs> 
He's very upset, but it's well-deserved because Christian Holmes is a fine human being. And you too can get a shout-out on the show. So that's at the $10 level, but if you contribute at the $5 level, you get access to our extra-long episodes. So after this main episode, we will do an extra bit for our supporters on Patreon called DT Extra Time, appropriately enough. And you can hear that if you help us out. And they're only extra long because we speak really slowly. Very, very slowly. We slow it down. It's, it's super slow-mo. So check it out. Help us, help us keep the show going. While we're talking about Patreon, one of our other contributors, Natalie, has a question for us. So Natalie asks, what is the point of the Premier League without Zlatan Ibrahimovic? So now Zlatan, he got hurt at the end of the season. We missed him last few weeks. And he, he might be moving on. Now, the latest, his agent, Mino Rayola, Mr. 40%, he said that Zlatan might actually stay in Manchester next season. So no MLS, no... Maybe he shagged that guy's wife. There you go. <laughs> what was that? Which guy? I said maybe, he sh- maybe he shagged that guy's wife. Remember the guy at the Europa League final? He said, I'll let you shag my wife if you stay. So clearly, there may have been some wife shaggage that happened. Well, yeah, maybe that's what changed his mind. Maybe Manu shagged his wife. I don't know. I don't know how those guys work. European football is confusing. <laughs> John Terry's kind of wrecked the curve on that kind of thing, hasn't he? <laughs> but Zlatan needs to stay because if he doesn't, we saw what Jose Mourinho wants to do with his team, with Manchester United, without him. He wants to make it super boring and awful and and intolerable. So we need Zlatan to keep the fun, keep it lively and entertaining. But to, uh, to shag people. To directly address Natalie's question there, what is the point of the Premier League without Zlatan? Uh, well, obviously there's, you know, market penetration in the Middle East. There's £6 billion TV deals. There's shirt sponsorships with Wonga.com and dodgy betting companies. It's all awful. And also, most importantly, it gives Tony Pulis something to do. Yes, and if he wasn't preoccupied with, with Premier League, he uh, would probably be wrestling people in the streets wearing nothing but a towel. So And a baseball cap. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think the point is whatever the point was all the years of the Premier League before last. There was no point. It didn't matter until Zlatan arrived. So if you found value in, in those years, welcome back. If you haven't, then I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> so we, we need Zlatan to stay, and so does Man United. Okay, so we mentioned the Champions League final already. Uh you know, Christian Holmes, he's playing in it. But um, what do we think about this game, guys? What's your prediction? What do you, what do you got for this game? Uh, I think it's going to be a nervy one. Obviously, we you know Juventus has got a very good defense. God, I said it the American way, defense. Defense. <laughs> Real Madrid have got a very good attack. Is that how you say it? Attack? Like you say defense? I'm not sure. <laughs> Offense. Uh, I'm going for a 1-0 to Real Madrid with Holmes getting the 91st minute winner. Oh, he- Head up okay. the corner. The Ramos goal. That's hot. Nice. I think Holmes is going to be taken off in the 15th minute. No offense. You probably suck at soccer. Um, oh. And Juve is going to win 1-0. Um, I feel like they've been putting in the effort across European competition for the past few years. It seems like the football gods generally reward those kinds of teams. Um, and I'd like to see Gigi win a trophy with that beautiful gray beard of his. Do the football gods award the kind of teams who cheat their way to league titles as well? Uh, yes, in the short run, and then they send them down to the second division. Gotcha. Actually, that's just the government. They're two different sets, but whatever. Gotcha. I, I think I think Real, as much as I want to see Juventus win it for, for Buffon, finally get that Champions League for Buffon, I think Real Madrid will take it. I think Sergio Ramos will score the late goal again, then he'll get sent off uh. for tackling his own teammate, and it'll be the Sergio Ramos show. And they'll win it. It'll be pretty fitting if Ronaldo gets another offside goal in this competition. He's had one in most of the rounds so far. <laughs> I think yeah. he has, like in every every knockout match so far. I think It'd be like Joe one. DiMaggio's hit streak usurped. <laughs> or he gets hurt again and coaches the team to victory like he did at uh, Euro 2016. You guys watch a lot of soccer. Like, How does Sergio Ramos genuinely score in every big final that he plays in? Off a corner with his head. It's magic. So see, he got a Michael Jackson tattoo. A, a while back, and I oh, think that's he, why. he summons the spirit of MJ, and it propels him to greatness in the final moments, in the dramatic final moments of big matches. Damn, Fulham should have signed him up a few years ago. So one sad note about the Champions League final, I heard Sergio Ramos invited PK to the game, but PK declined because he's at Harvard right now taking a business class. Wow. That's true. You know that true, are you fact for me. If uh, if Ramos did invite PK to the game, he got him a seat which was like behind a pillar, like maybe in a different <laughs> yeah. stadium as well. <laughs> he got him a seat in a different stadium. 
behind a pillar that's being uh, destroyed. Uh, the tomorrow. White Hart Lane, which is currently being knocked down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is he at business school? What does he need to go to business school for? He's PK. He's a, a renaissance man. <laughs> I guess it's none of my business. Yeah, him and Shakira, they're doing business. I don't know. So, final predictions for Champions League final. I say, uh, I, I want Juve, but I, I think Real Madrid. Yep, I'm with you. I'll bump it up to 2-0 Juve. Dybala with Dos goles. All right, so we'll see how wrong we all are very soon. Dos index thumb IDAB celebrations as well. All right, moving on. Next up, we have some transfer rumors to discuss. The big transfer story the last few weeks was Antoine Griezmann to Man United, but that might not not happen now. It's not happening now, apparently, because Griezmann just tweeted a picture of himself in his Atleti uniform, or his Atleti kit, and uh, he's saying he's staying. Pretty strong indication that he's staying, yeah. Yeah. So now, who does Jose Mourinho go after? If he can't have Griezmann, who's his big marquee signing now? Probably every everybody else that plays in the attacking third of the pitch. Let me just say that I fucking love transfer rumors, guys. Uh, I am addicted to transfer rumors. They're like the crack to my football-loving self. <laughs> I want to strap on a hot bag of transfer rumors every chance I get. <laughs> I couldn't be happier that we're moving into the silly season, as they call it. Um, I actually think Manchester United is a good one to watch because their transfer policy reflects my feelings on transfer rumors. I feel like they <laughs> play FIFA manager mode, maybe like a bunch of them in a room and they find the highest rated players that week. They're like, Oh shit, let's just buy them for like 70 million quid. And then they actually go out and do it. And the team stays pretty mediocre. So it's fun, <laughs> it's fun to watch in the off season, maybe not so much in the regular season, but I'm excited for it. So they've had Mbappe, the Hanson song turned human being, Kylie mm-hmm. Mbappe. Uh, they've been linked to him. Lukaku, uh, you name it, they are apparently after everyone. If you can score goals, Jose Mourinho wants right. you. Or just if you have score scored goals, goals for him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Anthony Martial, Memphis Depay, they can all tell you. Yeah. You're just going to fucking sit there. <laughs> Hopefully, Anthony Martial has had a word with Kylian Mbappe and said, don't, don't come to this club. They'll ruin you. They'll ruin you like they ruined me. Don't come here. You That's think. the thing. The, the entire Monaco squad is up for grabs now since they won Ligue 1. They're all going to leave, apparently, and they're apparently all rumored to be going to, to uh, Man United, so it could be Monaco United next year in Manchester. What a time to be alive. First off, yeah, shit for those guys moving from Monaco to, to Manchester. That's a tough go. <laughs> um, well, not hey, as expensive, at least. If you love your football and you want to come close to winning things, If you want to finish sixth. <laughs> finish sixth and not score goals and just defend your entire life yeah be miserable go to manchester you guys should be like head recruiters for manchester united uh, just listening yeah. to you makes me want to go play there yeah <laughs> i'm not surprised so what's what's the big transfer rumor that has your attention so we just saw arsenal they could be losing both alexis sanchez and ozil but they apparently bid 100 million euros for mbappe so that is, is that could that bullshit. possibly be real? There's no, no way Arsene Wenger is parting with 100 million pound, 100 this million is a euros. Classic whatever. Arsenal leaks that they've bid a hot like, come on, really a hundred million? You couldn't come up with a more accurate number than that. You just went for the straight, the straight hundo milli for the best young player in the world. <laughs> like, come on, there's no way. This is a story that hits the silly season early to kind of quell their fan base. Be like, oh, they're actually going after players this year. Next thing you know, they end up with Jack Wilshere back permanently, and that's their big signing of the summer. They're trying to temper the outrage from the uh, the new contract for Arsene Wenger with this monster, this fake, fake bid. monster Mbappe, <laughs> fake news bid. Cronky, <laughs> we're we're on to you. My very favorite transfer story that's happened so far is a deal that's gone through. It went through this week. Uh, Darren Fletcher moving from Stoke to West Brom. You go out to a bar. No other way around. He moved from West Brom oh, to Stoke. Sorry, that, that's that's how that's how boring exactly. that transfer that, that is. That kind of proves my point. I'm going to say to you: go to a bar and start a conversation, saying, "Hey, did you hear about Darren Fletcher going between Stoke and West Brom?" And they'll be like, <laughs> "Get out of here, leave." That's the most uninspiring thing you've ever heard. Stoke and West Brom into transfers. <laughs> my God, it kind, of, it kind of makes me realize, though, that you know the way I feel about transfer rumors only goes for um, you know Americans that watch European football and. 
you know, those lucky enough to be born where big money clubs are. Because if you're a Stoke or a West Brom fan or any of those other shit club fans, you're probably just <laughs> refreshing the BBC transfer news page for like a three million pound deal for Kyle Richards, which is just a random English name I made up. For Tom Cleverly. Um, yeah, that's got to suck. So I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> he's a person. Yeah, Tom Cleverly. He's a, he's a guy. Okay, so that's enough with the transfer stories that are probably all fake anyway. Go Fletch. Okay, moving on. We have our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Who is most deserving of a Dirty Tackle this week, guys? I'm going to go for the Twitter spat between Jamie Carragher and Danny Simpson, which happened earlier this week. They've been having a bit of a go at each other for a little while now. Carragher using his role as a Sky Sports pundit to have a go at the... Uh, re- no, he's not reigning Premier League champion anymore. He was about a month ago, Danny Simpson. Anyway, <laughs> um, Simpson posted up a picture of himself on Twitter wearing his league winner's medal, addressed Carragher saying, have you ever just chilled in your living room like this with a Prem medal on your neck? Uh, frog emoji, cup of iced tea emoji? Oh, it's the... The Kermit thing. I get it now. <laughs> T. T. Kermit. It's a good meme. And then uh, Carragher replied saying, FFS, you got it out of the cabinet and asked your missus to take a picture. That's embarrassing. Uh, and then things went a bit too far at this point. Danny Simpson replied to that. It was your missus who took the picture. Tell her thanks. I forgot oh. to say it myself. Oh, he went for the wife. He went for the wife. That was bad oh. news there. Uh, so then it got even nastier after that. Carragher said, I thought this was all a joke. You've made it personal now. I don't think it was my missus, as she's got no choke marks around her neck. And that's particularly awful Aye. because Danny Simpson was, of course, convicted of trying to strangle an ex-girlfriend a couple years ago. So both players here went over the line with this Twitter argument. My dirty tackle of the week is actually against Twitter in general. I just don't want it to be used for conversations of this kind. Anyway. No point scoring on Twitter. There's only three reasons Twitter should be used. That's for funny reactions during games to things the commentator says or the referee does. It's for endless Lionel Messi stats every time he breaks a record every single game he plays. <laughs> and arguing about things that Donald Trump has done with uh, you know <laughs> the people who like him. Wow. While we're at it, can we throw in a, a no more Piers Morgan rule? He's a big Twitter thing. In general or just on Twitter? Yeah. No more mention anywhere. No more mentions of Piers Morgan anywhere. I'm I'm done with Piers Morgan. As soon as I finish saying his name here, no one else can say the name Piers Morgan. Say it one more time. That's the last of it. One it's more done. time. Piers Morgan, it's over. Okay. No more. Done. No more Piers Morgan for the record. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. No, hey, you just tackle. broke it. You just broke uh, my rule. Ah, my bad. Ugh. Um I just feel like everyone's a loser in that fight. You know, like well, I feel like Simpson yeah. had won it very early on and then alluded to keep engaging with Carragher. Um, probably a bad move. Just a heads up for someone that likes to get into a lot of Twitter fights at the Messi <laughs> DT. Fight me. General rule of modern life. <laughs> nobody wins in fights on the Internet. Very true. My dirty tackle of the week. Again, just jumping in there. Not waiting to be asked. My dirty tackle of the week is on Harry Redknapp, Mr. Wheeler Dealer Woo! himself. So I don't know if you guys saw, but he was recently asked about his, you know, he saved Birmingham from relegation in the championship. um, And now he has to make his summer summer plans. Who will he sign? And he was asked about this and he said he would like to sign Benoit Asuakotu. Akatsu? Akatsu or Akoto? Akoto. Akoto. Rakata. Benoit Asuakotu. I can't pronounce any player names at all, ever. Rakata cheese. So he was asked about him because... Uh, he played for for Harry at Spurs. Was Nico Crenshaw not available? Uh, presumably wow. that's in the works. Presumably Throwback. that's still in the works because <laughs> Harry always brings in Nico. He's training with the Cosmos, I think. <laughs> Any anywhere Harry goes, Nico follows. Um, so he was asked about Asu Okoto, and Harry said he would like to sign him, but he heard that the player was going to become a porn star and quit football. Sure. Uh, okay, so this was obviously a huge story. You know, everyone picked up on this because football becomes a porn star is page view gold. It's a journalist's dream. So they asked the player about this, Benoit Sokoto, and he said, no, that's not true at all. He's not going to be a porn star. He never, ever said this, and he had never gotten an offer for this until Harry said it, and it became a thing. Um, so he released he released a statement on Twitter. He says... Sorry, I'm not going to be a porno star next season. <laughs> Hopefully, as I was, I will still play and enjoy football. What a story. Funny Harry. Heart kiss emoji. Then in parentheses, 
And girl, don't text me in private. I'm not going to be an actor in the porn industry. Sorry. Shrug emoji. You know those girls were texting him in private. Girl. But to make this even worse, in a separate interview, he said that he heard this story with his mother on Mother's Day. <laughs> so his, mo- his mother heard about this on Mother's Day, presumably ruining Mother's Day. So that's a dirty tackle for Harry Redknapp. That's Harry, just you fucking awful prankster. on so many level- Harry, levels. Where did he pull this from? Where did he get this I idea from? I have no from? idea. I think he confused him with Wagner Love, the Brazilian striker, who, in uh. fact, is a porn star. No, he's and not. By porn star, I mean he's like maybe made a porno. Look it up on Wikipedia. No. His name's Wagner Love, played in Russia, had blue hair. He definitely is not a porn star. That's nominative determinism at its finest. Very Pino-y type of footballer thing going on. <laughs> Way more so than Benwu Asrakotichis. Fastino Aspria made a porno too, didn't he? Actually, I think he might have. Yeah, <laughs> That's, I'm pretty that sure might he be did. true. <laughs> By the way, if there's going to be a porn star in soccer, I think it should be Sergio Ramos because he always takes about 90 minutes to reach his climax. Boom! <laughs> wow. And he wow. does it with his head. I don't even know if that makes sense. No. That does, uh, that doesn't I've, never made, I've never made sex before. Don't make fun of me. Theo, give us a dirty tackle of the week and stop talking about other stuff. Uh, my dirty tackle of the week is directed towards... Whatever old fart bag back in the day decided to outlaw the golden goal rule <laughs> in soccer. Um, there's just literally so, been way too Sepp many. Sepp Blatter, right? That was Sepp Blatter. Might have been Sepp Blatter. <laughs> might have been some other old boring ass dude. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's just been way too many penalty shootouts in big major finals um, across world football, really. Um, it seems like most Champions League finals, most League Cup finals, uh, Huddersfield to get promotion in the biggest, most monetarily humongous game of the year had to go to a penalty shootout. Um, it's just boring. I would much prefer if uh, players were being taken off after 10-minute increments, uh, if you could use your hands maybe to throw the ball in the net. No, just kidding. Don't, <laughs> what? I don't, I don't actually mean that. No. Um, but I really just don't want to see the penalty kick shootout anymore. I think it's a cheap way to end a beautiful, beautiful game that we all love. See, would, are you saying I, you'd I rather have golden goals back? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I do want a golden goal. No, see, I don't agree with that. I think golden goal wasn't good enough. But I am also tired of penalty shootouts. So there's got to be something else that, that we can do to to solve this. I don't know. Sack races? Dueling? Yes. Yes, sack races. The one thing I do like about the shootout is when it goes to goalkeepers shooting on each other. As we saw in the Women's Champions League final when Lyon beat PSG just recently. Alex Morgan, little shout out, wins three trophies in 10 matches with Lyon on her loan deal. Not a bad haul. So when it goes to goalkeepers shooting, I, I enjoy that because that's just ridiculous goofiness. But um, yeah, too many shootouts. Need a different solution. Isn't there a crazy rule where if one of the players gets sent off in normal time and it's 10 versus 11, if it gets to the 11th penalty, then the team with 11 players wins because there's no 11th taker on the other team. I'm pretty sure that's a rule. That would be even worse. Yeah. That would be far worse. You'd feel really bad if you got that red card then. So what's the solution, Theo? What, what, do, you ha- what do you think instead of a shootout? Um, I think instead of a shootout, players should literally play. Okay, so here, this is a real solution. So... Extra time the way it's currently constituted. But instead of going to a shootout, the next period of time is running clock until infinity and the first team to score wins. <laughs> so you'll have like 12-hour games. That's awful. Dude, it's awesome. Cricket is like the second most popular <laughs> sport in the world because of that. Why not take a little <laughs> page out why. of that? That's not how cricket works. That's definitely yeah, not I how don't cricket think works. Uh, my <laughs> suggestion for this one is after half an hour of extra time, the referee and the assistant referees deactivate. So there's offsides are all allowed, any kind of fouls are allowed, and just got to get the ball in the net. Just no holds barred, no holds barred. anarchy. Royal Rumble. Yeah, like you know the game World Cup that you used to play in the schoolyard, like yeah. two on two, last person to flex off, that works. You just turn into a game of that where you're all in one 18-yard box, there's two goalies at the net, whoever hits the ball last wins. It'd be awesome if it was for the actual World Cup. Did the loser have to play Tunnel of Death? Did you ever do that? What no. in the what fucking world? So like the person <laughs> what the hell? Who, who, that sounds awful. So like the person who who ended up in goal at the end of the game, you'd all form a tunnel down the playground, and he had to run through it, and you kick him. Everyone will kick him as he ran through. Tunnel of death. <laughs> that's like some Lord of the Flies stuff. That's that's terrible. That's a British institution. There wasn't a catchy name for it, but we would put that person in net, and everybody would kick balls at his backside as hard as. Oh, possible. that's another one. Yeah, tunnel of death, and that one's a pretty popular options. We should name that one, butt ball or something. I don't know. All right, so on that note of childhood trauma, those are our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Woo! Hooray! 
We've made it through the tunnel of death. <laughs> Hooray for childhood abuse. <laughs> Is this episode going to be called Tunnel of Death? I think it might have to be now. What's for dinner? I'm hungry. We're not eating tonight, kiddo. It's new kit season. That's right. It's time again for your favorite club to release three expensive new kits that are slightly different from the ones they wore last season. And you have to buy them all. Yay, kits! Well, I'm not sure we can afford all three this year. What do you mean you can't? You want to be a real fan, don't you? Real fans buy them all every year. How do you expect your club to afford new players if you don't buy the new kit? Why do you hate your club? If they get relegated, it's your fault. Your fault. Why do you want to kill my happiness, Dad? All right, all right. I guess we'll get a third mortgage and buy them all. Yay! We're gonna be homeless. But at least you'll have three new shirts that are basically the same as all the others you already have. Yay! More shirts! New kits. Extortion you can wear. Alrighty then, guys, it's time for your favorite segment of the Dirty Tackle podcast. A little old segment I like to call Truaya! 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 Who the fuck is you? Yes, indeed. The rules are very simple in this game. I'm going to read out some headlines. Some of them are true, some of them are false. You've got to tell me which ones you think are true or false, and I'll try and keep score, although I probably won't. Are you ready? False. Ready. Uh,. Brooks is off to a great start. Let's start off here (laughs) with a Champions League-themed story for you here. This one coming from my ass. Sorry, the newspaper Ass in Spain. Real Madrid (laughs) That's not how you pronounce that. There's one S. Come on. Yeah, it's It's just like A-S, ass. Bro, you need to talk to Sid Lowe. It's ass. It's totally ass. (laughs) I'm talking ass here. All right. The headline goes, Real Madrid have released a range of coffins. Official club coffins. True or false? I say false only because I think Barcelona would do this first because they are more than a club, so that includes coffins. Mesquite and right. coffin. Yes. Barcelona are closer to God, so you would uh, you would imagine them to do it first. But I think it's true. I think all major football clubs in that pantheon are looking for any revenue stream to exploit their lovely fans slash patrons. So uh, coffins it is. It is true indeed. If you look at this spread on ass, this ass spread, if you will, um, there is a story here about Real Madrid having official coffins and these lovely wooden-looking coffins. They're shaped like the Bernabeu as well, like the outside of them looks like the pillars ah, of the outside of the stadium. Nice big logo on the top. <laughs> what? what? I said, ah, for fat Why people. Why is it only for fat people? Why would it be for fat people? Because the shape of a normal coffin is uh, fairly vertical and the Bernabeu is like a big round square, kind of. It's not to scale. <laughs> Which it means you have a big butt or like a fupa or something. <laughs> okay. Do you well, sit in it like like it's a planner or do you lay down? I've not tried it, but I I, I understand it's pretty coffin shaped. By the we'll way, expense one. <laughs> so Bo- this, Bobo will get you one, and we this can just coffin. Bury you. you might be able to buy it in the club shop at the stadium, but it was actually revealed at Funa Mostra 2017, which is a showcase exhibition for products and services in the funeral sector, i.e., the most depressing place on earth. Yeah, I go every single Damn, year. Damn, that sounds lit. Mm-hmm. There's not- yep. It's like CSS in Vegas, but for dead people. <laughs> you haven't partied until you've partied at the Funeral Mestrora. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smells terrible in that joint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Formaldehyde shots all night. Yep. Open the windows to get the stench of old people out, guys. All right, <laughs> next one for you here. Uh, there is a mascot for a UK club. He is a corn on the cob, <clears throat> and he is called Corny McCornface. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> First of all, Arthur Boritz would have a major problem with that if that's true. <laughs> he would not be pleased. Our our favorite corn hitting uh, goalkeeper. I say. Why false. does he hate corn? By the way, because it's going to take over the world, and it's it could be creating mascots already. That's a problem. Okay. If true, do you, do you want the world to go on? Do you sure? Yeah. So get on Arthur's side because he's here to help. Uh, I say it's true. The face McFace thing is popping off these days um the san diego <laughs> soccer team had a vote for their team name and uh almost all of the people said it should be footy mcfooty face and i'm pretty sure they won't go through with that but shows that the popular vote is there so i say true 
Theo has nailed this once again. It is true. Uh, Corny McCornface is the official mascot of Runcorn Linnets FC, who play in the ninth tier in the UK system. They're from Cheshire, which is basically where all the really rich soccer players who play for Man United live. Corny McCornface, and he looks wonderful. Is there a lot of corn there? Uh, well, they're called Runcorn, so I'm guessing that's why. And he was, <laughs> by the way, his his name uh, is it with a K? Is it like corn? Like rah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the band corn. <laughs> yeah, he's got dreadlocks too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they play new metal. Yeah, that yeah. And his dope. name before it was Corny McCornface was Ron Corn, which is also pretty good for a team <laughs> called Ron Corn. Yeah, not bad. They love it. That's the name you use at a three-hour motel. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that, Brooks. I'm sure you would though. Anyway. Moving swiftly on to our next story, and two people who know nothing about three-hour motels, Liam Gallagher insulted Zlatan Ibrahimovic by comparing him to a cartoon character. Ooh. In this round, I want you to guess which cartoon character he compared him to. Because it's definitely true, because that is such a Liam Gallagher to Zlatan thing to happen. We all know it's true, yeah. He did it, he did it. I want to know which, which cartoon character it was. Liam Gallagher, a big Man City fan, Zlatan, Man United player, so... I'm assuming that's the origin of it. Uh, what cartoon character? I don't know. Uh, Tasmanian it's Devil. It's because of his physical know. features. Mulan. <laughs> because of the hair? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a good guess. Samurai Jack. I don't know. It's a good guess. Brooks, you got anything for me? Uh, I'll do uh, Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. He's my favorite. Why? I don't know. Because of his strong jawline? Yeah. Just, yeah, it feels right. All right, uh, you're both wrong there. I'm going to read out the quote that Gallagher gave here, and I'm going to read it in my finest Manchester accent, if you don't mind. Uh, he was asked about Zlatan, and he said, Nah, I'm not having him. He looks like a big fucking cartoon, doesn't he? Remember that big fucking rooster? There's a cartoon of that big rooster. Google it. It was around the time of Tom and Jerry, a big rooster dude. I'm not having him. He's united, isn't he? Uh, and by big rooster dude... I think he means Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. What does he mean? He's united, isn't he? It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know that. We all know that. I think Liam Gallagher's showing the full extent of his soccer knowledge yeah. there by having to question which team isn't he plays he? for at the end of his ramp. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to Google it. <laughs> yeah. Google it. You could, you could back anything up with Google it, and you're automatically the authority on the matter. Google has all the answers. <laughs> no one's going to go take that extra step and actually Google it, so just say it, and then you're fine. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, guys, couple more for you here. Next one for you. Jimmy Bullard has been forced to address rumors of his own death. True or false? <laughs> I say true because there's no way that guy still plays professional football, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually dead. I haven't heard that name in a decade. Brooks, what do you think? True or false? Um, well, last I heard, he was a manager somewhere, some non-league club, I believe. But um, it, Oh, Leatherhead. Leatherhead, I think. Yes. Uh, so that said... I believe he probably actually is dead, so he couldn't refute his own death. So it's false. Yeah, that's strong. Um, now, this one is false, but only because I've replaced the name Jimmy Bullard with a player who actually did have to defend his own death. It was former Blackburn and West Ham striker Benny McCarthy, Whoa. the South African striker. Whoa. Remember him? He was rumored to have perished in a car crash in London, Aww. so he immediately posted a Facebook video saying, Guys, my heart's still beating. I'm cool. I'm still here. It's all good. Good. Big Benny. We yeah. Good for Benny. Benny with an eye. Benny and the Juju Jets still alive. So we're good there. One more for you guys, and we're going to wrap up True Are you? This one comes all the way from South America. That's south of the equator. That's a science fact. God damn, it must be hot there. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the post-Paris Accord, uh, the life that we live, we have to have science facts to rely on, and that is one. It's south of the equator. Anyway, Google it. Uh, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> River Plate, the uh, Argentinian team River Plate, one of their fans called the police to report two stolen points after they conceded a last-minute penalty in a recent game. True or false? False. That is something that English fans would do because they're more cheeky. South American fans might start a riot and, like, stab each other. No offense, but... Allegedly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. So wasting police time is only the reserve of the English, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it seems like something they would, like, get their jollies off to, if you will. Um <laughs> Whereas I feel like South Americans would either just be sweating or really angry. Um, <laughs> Why sweating? Because it's so hot. Science facts, remember? Google it. Isn't it winter there now, though? They're in the opposite. Uh, I don't know. Just Google it. As, yep. Yeah, just Google it. Everything's opposite down there. Hot snow yeah. falls up and hamburgers eat people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Brooks, what do you think? Genius. 
Uh, I almost forgot the question, but I'll just say false. Because of uh, are we still talking about corn? I forget. Yeah, we're still talking about corn. Okay. You go go back to sleep, All okay? Right. The answer here is actually false, but only because I've replaced the team name. I've done one of those crazy tricks again. Oh. It wasn't River Plate. It was their fierce rivals, Boca Juniors. They conceded a 96-minute penalty in a recent league game to Huracan. I think that's how you pronounce Huracan. it. That's correct emphasis. Huracan! And um, a fan promptly called the police because he felt... Uh, justice was not served. And there's actually a transcript of the phone call translated to English. Well, first of all, that had to be Maradona that did that. He, he's, you know, big Boca Juniors guy. I feel like he would be the one that would call the police for something like that. Definitely. Big Boca Juniors guy, big guy in general. Maradona doesn't do anything that doesn't pay him lots of money these days, to be fair. That's true. But he could have been on cocaine or whatever. I don't know. You would be my least favorite teacher in middle school aka primary school because you and your goddamn trick questions replacing things i would hate you <laughs> yeah 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 just trying to make sure that brooks is paying attention anyway well, i'm not got a uh, read a transcript. transcript for you here here's a transcript boca fan i've just been robbed in parque patricios 2400 amancio al corto which is the uh, address of hurricane stadium i love how he gave the address <laughs> yeah just full address there uh policeman says okay how many of them were there the boca fan says fifty thousand. policeman says <laughs> What did they steal from you? Boca fan. Two points. Police. Two points. I don't understand. They robbed two points of what from you? Boca fan. They gave a penalty against me just now. Policeman. Sir, this is an emergency line. <laughs> Boca fan. Okay, okay. I was just annoyed. Bye. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> well, first of all, credit to the police for dealing with that crap. I mean, that's that takes some patience right there. And yeah. who knows what actual crimes they could have been solving while they're busy on the phone with <laughs> with that idiot. <laughs> I, I don't know if it takes patience or if the police officer was just a bit thick. As soon as the guy said 50,000, I would have been like, all right, this is enough. Just hang up right then and there. Yeah, <laughs> That's a fairly serious crime up to that point, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that was True Are You Guys. Thank you very much for playing. As always, in the tradition of Dirty Tackle, I didn't keep score, but I think Theo absolutely nailed it, and Brooks loses. Uh, he gets minus 1,000 points for not listening to the uh, Benny McCarthy oh, one. So, I uh, win. Theo wins. Beware the corn menace. The colonel menace is after us. Give me the medal. Give me the trophy. It's all mine. Boom. It's Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Come to magical Huddersfield, home of the newest addition to the Premier League, Huddersfield Town. West Yorkshire's largest market town has so much to offer. We've got a hill and a big broadcast tower and enough wool to choke an army of feral cats. Huddersfield! Huddersfield! Star Trek's Patrick Stewart hangs out here sometimes. Huddersfield! Huddersfield! Your whole family will love watching other Premier League clubs mercilessly beat Huddersfield Town all season long. Huddersfield! Huddersfield! Patrick Stewart was also in them X-Men films, weren't he? Once again, that's Huddersfield. We used to have a lot of cows, now it's mostly just people. Huddersfield, the guy from Star Trek likes us, and so should yo! Huddersfield! Our players are already pretty depressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've all booked our trips to Huddersfield, it's time for Life Ref. It's the Life Ref. He refs your life up. So you better watch out. He's gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. We're going to make some calls on some questionable decisions in the world of football this week. Ryan, start us off. I'm going for the curious case of Den Bosch, one of my favorite Dutch teams to pronounce after Go Ahead Eagles and Heracles. They've introduced a revolutionary new pay-per-point season ticket system. I don't know if you heard about this one. So there's a flat uh, season ticket cost if the team win then you have to pay another 10 euros on that game. If they draw, you have to pay another 5 euros on that game. And if they don't win, you just play the flat cost. I think what? this is actually ingenious. I'm going to play on on this one no. completely. I think they should reverse it. I think if the team loses or draws to a team that they shouldn't have, they should give you money for showing up. <laughs> First of all, I mean, financially, that's not the best plan. Yeah, it's a terrible plan. That's how you go out of business very fast. Uh, Mr. Denny <laughs> Bosch, their owner, would not 
would not survive one season of I'm that. I'm not here for modern football. I'm here for the people. <laughs> I think it's actually Dennis Bosch, not Danny Bosch. Is it Dennis? Okay. Dennis. Den, Den Bosch, yeah. Den Bosch is the name. There, the there's way too much math involved in that. I, I don't like it. I say red card. No, thank you. I don't want it to... Hang too much math. There's 10 euros and 5 euros. Multiples exactly. of 5. That's no, not that different. I, I hey, we're all pay at different my... levels of math, okay? We don't all have a TI-89 <laughs> calculator, all right? I don't like variables. I wasn't good with the X plus Y divided by Q equals Y. Yeah, I, I wasn't good at that, that stuff. Noise. I don't need that. What I do want to know is how they collect the extra money. Like, when you leave the game, is it like... Yeah, it's another 10 euros to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> and it's stuck like, no, there. I'm just going to run you over. Uh, yeah. I just think it's dumb because this is a thing that a football club should already be doing. Um, there is the incentive to win because your business margins go up. Uh, people will buy more merchandise. They'll buy more food because they're happier and they're drunker. Um, I don't know. It just seems like something that didn't need to be put out there in the public. So well, yellow card for Dennis Bosch. Firstly, Theo, <laughs> Dutch people are always happy and drunk, so that's not really an issue here. And secondly, Fair. I think it actually works from a business point because if your team wins, I don't think you mind paying extra for it. I certainly wouldn't. I, I, if my club installed this system, I'd be happy with it. See, I don't know. This could incentivize weird fan reactions because if they do win and it's like towards the end of the season and they're not in contention for anything, people could revolt because it's like 10 extra euros for, for what? What are you getting out of it if the win doesn't really matter? Three points. Yeah, but if that three points doesn't matter, who cares? Well, you could have a situation where, say, Christian Holmes pops up with a 91st minute winner, and you're like, oh, they're going to repossess my car now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. This could get very expensive. They should do a thing where supporters can pay money to get more points on the table. Now we're talking. Yeah. Uh, I think Juventus tried that, but it didn't really work out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole Calciopoli deal. That that didn't go well. No, that was their club, though. I mean, I mean just the fans. Totally different. <laughs> But, yeah, this could get very troubling for some people who are on a tight budget. I mean, if you budget for a certain amount and the team is better than you thought, you could be in big trouble here. Yeah, Leicester fans would have been absolutely screwed last Oh, year. they would have been ruined. That whole city would have gone bankrupt. <laughs> it would have been awful. All right. Well, I still like it, but it sounds like I'm getting poo-pooed here. Yeah, yeah I say red card. On your face. Yeah. I'll just do a yellow. little poo-poo. little poopy. Uh, all right, next one. Arsene Wenger... After his FA Cup triumph or a diabolically genius move from Antonio Conte, won the FA Cup, and Arsenal has rewarded him with another two-year contract. This comes after all of the outrage, the Wenger out, signed Bonanza, all the rest. I give this a red card. That many people who buy signs and fly planes can't be wrong. (laughs) Well, see, I'm kind of torn on this because, first of all, I do think Antonio Conte was a genius for losing the FA Cup final just to get this result. It's the long game. He did, he, yeah, he was playing the long game. I wrote this on dirtytackle.net on our website. I'm convinced that he tanked the, the final to get Wenger to stay another two years, and it worked. See, as a stockholder in the Wenger outside company, this is great news because it's going to be two more years of protests and business going to be booming and revolt. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to retire off of this. So yeah, from an Arsenal perspective, which I do not personally maintain, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but from their perspective, I think it's a red card. For everyone else, this is gold. This is a play on. This is fantastic. Yeah, for me, this is a huge play on. For similar reasons to Brooks, I just uh, heavily invested in Arsenal fan TV and their shares just went <laughs> through the roof. So I'm delighted, delighted with this move. But for the neutral fan, this is brilliant because it means more stupid plain banners. It means more Arsenal whining about things. And it means more Arsene Wenger. And love him or hate him, you have to respect that man for what he's done for that club. And I, I like to have him around a little bit longer. And it makes me feel like if there's another manager, like a dynasty's gone, like Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, these managers who've been around since we were kids, it just makes me feel a bit older if he moves on. So I'm, I'm all for it staying. And respect what he's done for the long coat culture. One note to make, though, is... Antonio yeah. Conte needs to be careful playing the long game with uh, Roman Abramovich as his boss. Has it yeah, worked many out for have been many. Burned doing that. Be very, very <laughs> careful, my friend. It is a slippery slope. Jose Mourinho got burned twice doing that. <laughs> yes. But I think someone should check and see if Stan Kroenke, uh, Arsenal's top shareholder, also has stock in YouTube because he could have a Arsenal fan TV connection himself there. I think he's playing both sides against the middle himself. He's definitely got stock in mustache wax because he looks like a fucking <laughs> goofball these days. 
YouTube mustache wax and like 1920s gangster suits. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> he is making bad. At the FA Cup final, he looked ridiculous. Hey. He's also <laughs> killing it from uh, charging Arsenal fans for the most expensive tickets yeah. in Europe, despite the fact that they bloody hate turning up every yeah, week. More exactly. power to him. You know, we're all here <laughs> hanging on every game. You know, every word of the press conference, he's just printing money. What a savage! Brooks, what is your life ref suggestion here? Our our last life ref case. So last week, Ryan, I know you had a major, major issue with John Terry's farewell, um, which I still think is misguided. But so this this week we had. <sighs> Francesco Totti had his farewell at Roma. He played the final half hour of the match. Then after the match, they had this big ceremony. Everyone was crying. The whole stadium was flooded with tears. It was just tearjerker, cry fast. Beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. So they had this whole big ceremony. So Ryan, what do you think about this ceremony? Was this good, bad, or what? Well, let's run off the Ryan annoyance checklist for a second here. Did he have the game stopped for a guard of honor to be formed in the 10th or 26th minute of the game? No. Yes or no? No, no, but because this game was actually meaningful. This decided who finished second or third in Serie A, whereas in John Terry's case, that was a meaningless game. It meant nothing. It wasn't meaningless for all the uh, betting sponsors who sponsored the Premier League, like 11 teams were sponsored <laughs> by betting things. There was a lot of money riding on that game, well, and it stopped in the 26th I don't care minute. About and that. people lost them one money on that very act, too. So I don't care about that until we have a betting sponsor. So, And also, the other thing that makes the difference here is John Terry is an awful, terrible person in every way, <laughs> whereas Totti isn't. So I'm all for it. Fair but point. see, okay, the one thing about the Totti ceremony that kind of bugged me, and is kind of red card-ish... It's, it's orange cardish, I'll say. Is uh, so they had Totti walk towards the center of the field after the game, and waiting there for him was this ten-year-old kid who was the captain of Roma's youngest youth squad, and they had Totti give this kid his armband. That is the greatest, most insane amount of pressure you could put on a kid, ever. So you have Totti giving him this armband, giving him all this huge amount of pressure. It's crazy. Like, that kid has all this pressure on him now. Somewhere in the stands of that stadium, Totti's actual children are sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. why aren't we on the field? Like, John Terry's <laughs> no, no, kids no, no. got they, the laugh. They, they were out there, the too. Field. They were out there, too. They don't get in medals and armbands and shit. But still, this kid's going to be working in a factory somewhere in, in 20 years, and you know, like, the BuzzFeed of 2040 is going to, like, track him down and... and uh, you know, ruin his life. <laughs> no, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad. I think you know, Rome, AS Roma, a, a club built on beautiful symbolism. Their badge features Romulus and Remus sucking the teat of their mother wolf when Rome was founded. <laughs> I think this was just hashtag wolf tits. I think this was just you know a symbolic gesture. Totti, clearly the oldest captain, the first team captain, who's about eight hundred years old, giving his armband to the youngest captain in the club. It doesn't matter if this kid makes it or not. It's more the show that hey. Uh, you too can be a one-club player if you like. But that kid's probably going to be sick at football and go play for Barcelona when he's like 17. So, oh well. <laughs> if you would like to pass up the opportunity to win multiple European titles all over the continent, stay with one club, son. That's my advice to you. Well, Totti might not be a one-club guy. I just saw recently that FC Miami or Miami FC in the NASL, the U.S. second division, they offered him a contract. And so there's a little connection there too because – they're coached by Alessandro Nesta. They're owned by Paolo Maldini. And Totti could go to Miami FC. No longer be a one-club man. Does anyone really think that counts, though? That doesn't count as a second team, does it really? It, I mean, it kind of tarnishes things a little bit, no? Dude, what if he wins the U.S. Open Cup with Miami FC and there's, like, mad <laughs> pictures of him on the photo wires hoisting the U.S. Open Cup, the oldest competitive trophy in American pro sports? Like, well, if you were a Roma fan, wouldn't you feel a little a little sick to your stomach? No, I think I wouldn't care. Totti going from the Stadio Olimpico to, like, some high school American football field in Miami seems, like, awful. If Totti did that move, he'd be going out there to hang out with his Italian friends in Miami. The, the soccer would be very much a sideshow. Of course, yeah, definitely. But still, I think that kind of, I don't know, I don't like it. I give that a red card, too, even though that wasn't an official case. Preemptive red card. Just Preemptive so you know. red card. Totsi, if you're listening, Brooks yeah. gives you a red card. You don't know yeah. who Brooks is yet, but he's <laughs> giving you a red card. And I also say poor kid who got the armband at Roma. That's trouble. He had a nice comb over, though, so good for him. <laughs> he did not have a comb over. Uh, it, it, was it a 
you know, he had some some weird hair, didn't he? He, <laughs> he was ten years old. Yeah, but he had like a comb over. You think he's balding at ten years old? No, I guess a comb over is like you know to hide your bald spot. He just had like a yeah. dumb haircut with like his hair pushed to the side. <laughs> I'm being hypercritical. Jesus. Fuck it. It's not even 2040 yet, and you're already tar- trashing this kid. Yo, red card to his hairdresser. Antonella, or whatever your hairdresser's name is. Antonella. Get her, get her the fuck out of here. <laughs> Messy swipe. G- give him the El Sharawi with the fucking... <laughs> yeah, light that up. Just straight up to the sky. Hair reaching for the heavens. So that's it for Life Ref, and that's also it for the main part of our show. Now, we also have extra time coming for you if you uh, contribute on patreon.com. tackle. Check it out, contribute, and you'll get a little extra, little extra show. But for everyone else... Thank you so much for listening, and thanks to our producer, Bobo Martino, for holding it down. And again, patreon.com slash tackle. We need your support. Keep the show going, and you get some good stuff if you do. Check us out at dirtytackle.net. You can get in touch with us at dirtytackle at gmail.com. And on Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, please, what's your real Twitter handle? At Emily Blunt, E-M-I-L-Y-B-L-U-N-T. Emily Blunt, thank you very much. It's not at Dennis Bosch? No, it's Emily Blunt. I just said it, bro. Oh, okay. All right, I'll try that one. We'll see if that works this time. Theo, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Theo Messi DT. The DT stands for Dirty Tackle. It's the same name as the podcast and the website and the mail address that Brooks just gave you. DTF. It's called Synergy. DT yeah, Synergy it's branding. Called, it's called Brand Synergy. We are on top of it. Wake up to it. Let it course through your fucking veins. Give us your money. <laughs> Alright, that's it. We'll see you at extra time if you're gonna do it. Yeah, go to the bench, get a drink, maybe <laughs> huddle in a circle uh, a few yards into the pitch, and let's get it cracked. Alright, we'll see you next week, everybody. Adios. Goodbye. Bye, I love you. You don't play by the rules, but you should.